Welcome to another podcast from the faculty here at South Mims U, deep in the heart of the Hertfordshire countryside, nestling in the lee of the M25, that great ring road around one of the world's most vibrant cities, London. It's a pleasure to be able to bring enlightenment to a wide global audience from the hallowed halls of this great educational institution. In this podcast, I'm pleased to have our Head of Religious Studies, Father Quentin Quimby, who used to be parish priest at the local Catholic church, St Hedwig's, which was unfortunately demolished to make way for a wind farm. Does that still hurt, Father Quimby? It was God's will, and nothing about God's will should hurt us spiritually, though I must confess I do miss the old church, despite the fact it was a post-war prefab with very bad plumbing. I know there are plans, though, to provide a chapel in our new university buildings. Will you be seeking to replicate the atmosphere of the old St Hedwig's? Yes, indeed, but not the plumbing. I'm sure the plumbing will be state-of-the-art. Well, it needs to be. Delivering sermons through a haze of flies and mosquitoes was always a challenge. (laughs) Now, today we're going to discuss a rather unusual topic, or at least it seems unusual to me, the canonization of the founder of Apple, Mr Steve Jobs. Yes, it's a project I've set my theology students. We're studying the nature of modern sainthood. We're asking whether the idea of a saint has changed and whether the church should recognise the fact that sainthood is now about much more than good works and miracles, though they still remain at the core of the concept. As a practising priest, do you find that saints are still as important to people's religious faith as they used to be? Um, Well, um, uh, I think we need to be accurate. Um, I'm not actually a a, a practising Catholic priest any longer. Oh, I see. I I had a little um, local difficulty with my um, housekeeper, Birgit. She's from Rostock in Germany. Birgit? You mean the lady who runs our catering? Yes, she does now. Does a very good job. You and Birgit are... Married, yes. She has excellent organisational skills and her dumplings are famous throughout South Mims. I see. The rumours about her Stasi past, though accurate in the sense that, yes, she was a high-ranking intelligence officer for the East German regime are not accurate in the sense that she wrote a manual on how to disappear dissidents. That's not totally true. So, uh, she's no saint and neither are you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very amusing. No, we don't claim any more spiritual excellence than you or anyone can. Okay, but you are an expert in theology and having a beefy blonde wife with a smile as winning as Vladimir Putin's is no obstacle to your pedagogy. That's correct. I I mean the last part. My wife is a beautiful woman, despite her girth. And dumplings? And dumplings. Let's stick to the subject in hand, shall we? Yes, please do. So, Father Quentin, I mean, Mr... uh, What do I call you? Quentin will do. Quentin, are you seriously petitioning the Roman Catholic Church in Rome, at the Vatican, to make Steve Jobs a saint? We are. And what's the process? Well, well, first you have to get their attention, and then you have to prove that you have a case. And what might that case be? 
making lots of money, designing shiny, glimmering baubles that distract us from being human? That, that's a rather loaded question. Sorry, I would say that Steve Jobs is the last man who should be made a saint. Is there an opposite spiritual categorisation? A devil? Um, that might be more apt. And that's more to do with your prejudices than any theological thinking. You see, a saint is someone who serves people, enables them to change their view of the world and of themselves, and provides a vision for a better life. He or she does good works in terms of enriching the lives of those around him and shows both love and charity. He should be a little mysterious, have gifts which seem otherworldly, and be willing to sacrifice his personal well-being for a higher cause. I wouldn't say Steve Jobs embodied any of those attributes. Then you don't know his story. I know that some people project all of those things on him, but that's just celebrity culture and an unhealthy respect for someone who happened to make a lot of money. The fact is that Steve Jobs had an aura of what we can call holiness. The fact that when he appeared in his trademark black sweater and jeans, simple, almost poor clothing. They probably cost more than my house. Indeed, but they looked simple and projected a sense that we should all live the simple life free from worldly goods. You are joking. No, uh, let me explain. It's not the reality of something that matters in religion, just as in other walks of human life, like media, celebrity culture, as you pointed out, and politics. It's the projection of a spiritual approach to life. Steve Jobs was able to do that, even through his design aesthetic. It wasn't just his. What about the chief designer, Johnny Ive, and all the people who worked for Apple's development team? I know, I know, they can be seen as disciples, following someone who was like the founder of a monastic order, saints like Augustine, who founded the Augustinians, Bernard of Clairvaux, who founded the Cistercians, and St Benedict, who founded the Benedictines, and that liqueur, very nice. Indeed. It's possible to see Apple, with all its devotees and strict rules, as a quasi-monastic order. You see... Many of the world's great orders reflected their frowners' predilections and priorities. In our modern times, we have St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who left one order to found her own, so that she could live her rule the way she wanted to, and she became a huge celebrity. There's no other way of describing her. She was a celebrity before she became a saint, and she became a saint so quickly because she was a celebrity. Steve Jobs has the same attributes. Uh, hold on, hold on. Mother Teresa didn't make billions and avoid tax. We can't say that Steve Jobs avoided any tax. Well, his company does. We can't say that either. They play within the rules of the tax regimes of the countries in which they operate. OK, I get it. Fine. Let's not worry about Apple as a monastic order. I'm more interested in this idea that he could be a serious candidate for canonisation. When Steve Jobs died at the age of 56 in 2011... There was an outpouring of grief that often happens with sainted men or women when they die. It happened when Padre Pio, the Italian mystic priest, died. He was fast-tracked to canonization, and if you go to southern Italy in particular, there's a real cult about him. In fact, he suffered the stigmata, it is said, proves his direct link to God. Stigmata? The appearance seemingly involuntary of the wounds suffered by Christ on the cross, on the palms of his hand, the side of his chest and even his feet. 
bloody marks or even weeping wounds where the nails would have been and where the centurion's spear pierced Christ's chest. Steve Jobs had stigmata? No, Padre Pio did. Oh, well, if Steve Jobs had had them, they'd have been in the shape of an Apple logo. I think that's a bit flippant, if you don't mind me saying. Sorry. Do your students agree with your view that Steve Jobs was a saint? Is a saint? If someone lived a good life and is thought to be a saint, then it's the present tense, is a saint, because they are in heaven doing good works for the people here in the earthly realm. The simple definition of a saint is not really what they did here on earth. It's the fact that we can be certain they are in heaven. We celebrate All Saints Day to honour those who have reached the heavenly plane. We can never be sure who has, um, whether my dear mother has, or yours. I hope not. She lives in Worthing and runs a cake shop. Oh, well, that's nice. We can't be sure of anyone's entry into heaven except those which the church deems saints. It denotes the fact that they've reached heaven and sit at the right hand of their creator. Who sits on the left? Uh, what? It's always the right hand. What about the left hand? I mean, it must be crowded if everyone has to sit on the right. And there's all that space on the left. I don't get your point. It's a simple one. It's not relevant. There is no right or left hand in heaven just as there is no time. So why do they go on about the right hand of God all the time? That is perhaps a theological point we can debate later. Though it feels like one which will get into the angels on the head of a pin territory. OK, OK. So Steve Jobs is on stage in heaven, launching smartphones or tablets or streaming services for saints. How is that good for us here on Earth? It's relevant because, as I was trying to say earlier, the reaction to Mr Jobs' death was very similar to that of sainted figures who had built up followings over the last hundred years. I'm not talking just about Padre Pio and Mother Teresa, but someone like Saint Bernadette of Lourdes. She made a big visionary presentation about a vision she'd had and gained a global following, which led to her hometown becoming a shrine for people seeking a cure for a range of disabilities and sicknesses. Steve Jobs didn't cure anyone. We don't know that. Perhaps through his technology he did cure people of ignorance, boredom, isolation and achide. Of what? Ignorance, boredom. No, the last one. Acidity. No, achide. What's that? Apathy, spiritual or mental sloth. It was a word that was used a lot in the Middle Ages, and monks worked hard to avoid it. So, you're telling me that the modern world, with all Mr Jobs' technologies sucking the people's brains out, was good for us? You can argue it was. It was a vision which created more interconnection than ever before. Are you being paid by Apple? No, I am not. So, OK. You're pitching this idea to the Vatican. The Congregation for the Causes of Saints in Rome, yes. And you want them to believe that Steve Jobs should be made a saint. Or at least be beatified. That's what, like stage one of the process? It's when we know he was holy but can't be sure if he is actually in heaven. And what makes that certain? Miracles. Miracles? Yes. You can only prove sainthood if two miracles attributed to the potential candidate can be proved to be, well, miracles. Things that would not have happened otherwise. Events with no known natural causes. 
Someone suddenly being cured of a delusion, let's say. A delusion? A sickness. Well, usually a sickness, like cancer. Uh, sorry, someone has cancer. They're on the way out, and the doctors have given up. So they pray to this person, man or woman, and then suddenly they're cured. That's how it works. It's very simple. People don't pray to Steve Jobs. They do. How can you be sure? Our research shows that they do, and they make pilgrimages to his stores, which are like shrines, and they attend services, presentations, meetings with gurus, who are a band of esteemed followers, as I said, like monks, and they keep pictures of him and put quotes by him up on their walls and quote him all the time. I'd say that sounds like a saint. It sounds like a cult. Maybe it is a cult, but in the best sense of that word. There's a good sense to cult? There is. We're not talking about some Waco-style thing here. Uh, that's a matter of opinion. We're talking about a way of life, an approach to life, a sense of being, a sense of how to live and interact with our fellow human beings, and how the world should be and should look. That's a good cult? It's a positive one. It's not harmful. Like I said, that's a matter of opinion. And I can reveal this for the first time here on this podcast. We think we have found the first example of a genuine miracle which can be attributed to Steve Jobs. You're serious about this? Deadly serious. OK, tell us about it. Tina May Marshall, from the Standra Lakes, just a few miles away near Welling Garden City, had, by all accounts, the worst acne imaginable. Uh, hold on. Did you say acne? Yes. It's a debilitating condition for sensitive teens and young people in general. Acne. Acne. It can ruin young lives. OK, I'll grant you it's bad, not nice, annoying, but it's acne. Tina May would not go out. She would not attend school. She was getting depressed. Her parents feared for her sanity and her life. Because of her acne? Because of her acne. Yes, I want you to know this. This was very serious. Very serious. OK, yes, sorry. She loved her Apple products. They gave her meaning. And one evening, when her parents were at the quiz night at the local crematorium... Uh, sorry, no, explain that. A quiz night at a crematorium? Well, Mr Marshall is a leading crematorium technician. Oh, OK, right. I'm sure he is. They were raising funds for a day out for local children. Very worthy. Tina May was on her own, and she found her mother's sleeping pills, and she planned to end it all. But then her phone glowed. She thought it was a text or a Snapchat post, but it was a picture of Steve Jobs. It was so unexpected, she began to pray to Steve, and she adapted the Hail Mary prayer which she'd learned at church as a child, and her mind went blank. That's what Snapchat does to you. All thoughts of dying left her, and bright blue light stops you sleeping accompanied by what she thought were the chimes of a saint peter's basilica you can get all kinds of ringtones now sent her running to the bathroom and there in a mirror wreathed in a heavenly glow her acne was gone she had pure soft silky skin the kind of skin that every 17 year old girl dreams about and deserves and she was cured totally cured Fascinating. Indeed. A total hall hallucination, perhaps? Perhaps. But the evidence is clear. 
when her parents left for the crematorium, she was pocked with nasty zits. When they returned, she had the complexion of a rogue model, and all without the photoshopped effects. Amazing. My students have documented the miracle, and the Congregation for the Causes of Saints is examining it now. So, Steve Jobs might become a saint. Indeed he might. Madness. I don't know why you're so hostile. Pray to St Steve to cure me, then. Maybe I will. Well, thank you, Father Quentin. Sorry, Quentin. Thank you for sharing your project with us. Perhaps when you've got an answer back from the Vatican, you can come back in and tell us what it is and what you plan to do to try and get Steve made a saint. It's a project for my students. Whether Mr Jobs becomes a saint or not is of no importance. Oh, OK, great. And tell your wife to keep those dumplings coming. They're great. I will. Thank you. Right, right. That's the end of this podcast from South Mims U. Please take a look at the other fascinating episodes we have on offer from the faculty members here. They're all challenging and intellectually stimulating, if a little odd. Goodbye. Goodbye, and jobs bless you. Thank <laughs> you.